Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay everything back. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you had begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Josie's going to come up. And help us to understand that. Yeah, hi, my name's Josie. It's good to be here with you guys. Um, well, when I was little, I remember I would often ask my dad to hold some sort of delicious food of mine So while I was doing something else. Maybe it was an ice cream or, I don't know, pizza or <laughs> probably an ice cream. And almost always I would look back and he had eaten a huge chunk of my ice cream. Like, what? I would chuck a tantrum, I'd be so mad at him, and I'd say, I won't forgive you, Dad. It's just horrible, isn't it? Um, Maybe you've had similar experiences. Um, But that's just a small, silly kind of story about not forgiving someone. But it can actually be really hard to forgive sometimes. Maybe someone close to you has deeply hurt you in some way. Maybe they said a joke about you that you didn't find funny. Or maybe they said something horrible about you behind your back. Or maybe they broke your trust and they did something that they said they wouldn't do. Or maybe they physically hurt you. I wonder if you've ever thought, why should I forgive someone when they hurt me? Or they haven't said sorry, so I won't forgive them. Or they need to learn that actions have consequences and so I will let them suffer for it. Well, in verse 21, uh, what Dan just read, Peter asked Jesus a question. He says, how many times do I have to forgive someone when they sin against me? Seven times? 
Peter's question sounds legit, right? I reckon many of us have thought, if someone keeps hurting me, how many times do I have to forgive them? Well, God says we must forgive. And we can see that when Jesus replies to Peter in verse 22. You can look at it in your Bibles there. He says, don't forgive only seven times, but 77 times. He's saying we need to keep forgiving people no matter how many times they wrong us. What? That just seems wrong, doesn't it? But this passage will show us why forgiveness is the right thing to do and how we can do it. Uh, And I want to suggest another reason why we should listen to what Jesus has to say here. And it's that holding grudges against people is just the worst. We play things that happen to us over and over in our minds until it transforms into a grudge and into bitterness and hate for someone. You might think it would be nice to not hold grudges, but it seems just wrong and impossible to forgive. Well, I want to suggest that forgiving someone can actually bring lots of freedom and peace to our lives, where we don't store up bitterness and hate in our hearts, but love. So I'm going to pray and ask God that he would help us um, to work out how to do this. So pray with me. Our Heavenly Father, please help us now to hear what you have to say to us from your word about forgiveness. And I pray that it would change us and change the way we live. Amen. Well, let's start by getting our heads into this passage. So have your Bibles open to Matthew 18, if you don't already, um, and have a look at verse 23. Jesus says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. So there's this powerful king who asked one of his servants to pay him back the money that he was owed. Um, And this servant owes a lot of money. 10,000 bags of gold in Aussie dollars today is $15 billion. That would take you about 300,000 years to work to pay it off. That's just like a huge debt. What did he even spend $15 billion on? Like, did he buy all the toilet paper in the world or something? Um, But how would that make you feel if you were in the servant's position? You owe so much money and you can't can't actually pay it off. But if you can't pay it off, you and your family are going to be sold into slavery. Well, have a look at what the servant does in verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. He had no other option but to fall down on his knees and ask for patience. And have a look at how the king responds in verse 27. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. Remarkably, incredibly, the king doesn't demand his money back or give the servant what he deserves by putting him in jail. But instead, the king has pity on the servant and completely cancels the debt. Like, how amazing is that? He's just been forgiven of this huge debt he could never pay back. 
you'd be celebrating. You'd be so stoked. Like I'd be running around hugging everyone and like giving everyone high fives. But the servant doesn't actually do that. Have a look at what he does in verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had that man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. After being forgiven a crazy amount, like literally two minutes ago, the same servant goes out and demands payment from someone who owes him 100 silver coins, which, to be fair, is actually still a significant amount. It's about 10,000 Aussie dollars, and if one of you owed me that, I'd be chasing you up on it. Um, But it was only a tiny bit of money compared to what he had just been forgiven. That's crazy, right? Well, everyone else thought it was crazy too. Have a look at verse 31. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. The punishment from the king sounds right, doesn't it? We should be outraged. This guy is clearly a jerk for not forgiving the other guy. And then we hear these terrifying words from Jesus in verse 35. Have a look with me. It says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Jesus says that this parable or story um, has something to do with us today and that we can find important truths from it for our lives. Um, And so the first big truth that we see from it is we are like the servant. We are in debt to God. Have a look at this verse on the screen. It says, For the wages of sin is death. The Bible says that we all sin. We ignore God and we don't listen to him and we hurt people around us. And because of that, there's a wage or a debt that needs to be paid to God. And it's not money that we owe, but it's our lives. Or really, it's God's life. He gives us life and every time we ignore him... He has every right to demand it back from us. Which puts us in a um, terrifying position, doesn't it? Think about your day today. How many times did you sin? Or what about this week? Or what about your whole life? Each time we sin, we lose our right to the life that God has given us. Um, In America, um, if you commit a bunch of crimes, the punishments kind of just get stacked on top of each other. Um, And so I was reading a story this week of a 16-year-old guy in America who did a bunch of armed robberies. It wasn't stuff that was too hectic. Um, But he racked up 17 life sentences. It's crazy. It was about 250 years in jail. Um, 
But that's like us. We, we constantly sin against God, and though it might not seem that bad, we constantly rack up a debt that is too big for us to pay. Do you see the state that you're in? We owe a debt to God and are destined for eternal death. We are like the servant with no other option but to fall to his knees in humility. And God has the complete right to judge us, to give us what we deserve. But amazingly, like the king in the story, he doesn't. So the second big truth we see from this parable is God the king offers us incredible forgiveness. Have a look at Romans chapter 5 verse 8 on the screen. Um, It says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is an incredible verse. It says that God, like the king, has offered to completely wipe our debt. Um, back in the old days, before Netflix, we had this, these things called video stores. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, where you go and borrow DVDs. Um, and if you, were, if you were late returning your DVD, you'd, you'd get fines, like probably... Like, probably like 15 or 20 bucks. Um, But I didn't want to pay 15 or 20 bucks. So I just kind of wouldn't go back and borrow some DVDs. But then they'd send you this text or email and they'd say, come back, we've we've cleaned your debt, we've cleaned your fines. And you'd be like, yay, we can be friends again with the video store. Um, That's like what God has done for us. Only God offers to wipe us, wipe so much more than a tiny $15 debt, even more than a $15 billion debt. Our debt costs God so much more than that. It costs him his only son. If you're a Christian, Jesus carried your sin, your debt on the cross and died so that you wouldn't have to pay it so that you wouldn't be punished and you can be friends with God again. And the crazy thing is, he did this not when we came begging him, but he did it while we were still his enemies, like that verse said. While we were still racking up more debt against him, he forgave us. Uh, And as I said at the start, um, forgiving someone can be really hard to do, Um, And I want to show you in a second about how God forgives us when it's really hard. Um, But before I do, I want to say that there's a bit of a difference between forgiving someone and being reconciled to them where you're able to trust the person again. Um, Because people can do horrible, terrible things to us, like abuse us. Um, And I want to say that it's not loving for yourself or for the or for the person abusing you, it's not helpful or loving to remain in that situation and pretend that it's all okay when it's not. Um, It's important to get out of a dangerous situation and get help from someone. Um, This passage isn't teaching us that you should let people abuse you, but it's teaching us how we can forgive. Uh, So the first way um, that it's difficult to forgive is when someone hasn't apologised. So when someone has hurt you and they haven't said sorry, man, that can be really tough. 
But how good is it that God forgave us before we even said sorry? He loved us and sent Jesus to die while we hated him and were his enemies. The second way it can be hard to forgive is when people hurt us constantly. So this is where someone sins against you and they apologise and you forgive them, but they do it again and again and you keep going through the cycle of them saying sorry and you forgiving them. Now that makes it really hard to forgive, doesn't it? Well, think about how many times we've sinned against God. Just today, let alone this week or your whole life, If you're trusting in Jesus, he has forgiven you for every single one of those times in your past and if you keep trusting in him for every time in your future too. What incredible forgiveness that God has shown us. And the last way it's difficult to forgive is when people hurt us in big ways. So this is when someone has hurt us in such a big way and it's really painful as hard as it is to forgive them, imagine how big a deal our sin against God is if it costs him his only son to forgive us. What incredible forgiveness that God has shown us. And because we've been shown such incredible forgiveness, Jesus warns us that we need to show that forgiveness to others. So the last big truth we can see from this parable is we are to show incredible forgiveness to others. Jesus is saying that forgiveness is not an optional extra for Christians. Forgiveness should be a characteristic of our lives if we've received God's forgiveness. Uh, 1 John 4.19 on the screen, it says, We love because he first loved us. The forgiveness we've been shown needs to change our hearts. It's not as simple as saying just forgive them, but it's actually about realising how much we have been forgiven. We forgive because we've been forgiven so incredibly by God. And now I want to show you three things that I think it means if your heart has been changed and you're showing true forgiveness from your heart. So the first one is uh, you won't hold grudges. Maybe the person who, who hurt you has apologised uh, and you say you forgive them, but really every time you look at them or think of them, you keep being reminded of what they did to you and you hate them in your heart. Or you gossip about them behind their back to your other friends. Or you bring up what they did to you in conversation all the time and you use it to get back at them. Well, how can we forgive in this situation? You can do it when you remember that God doesn't hold a grudge against you. If you trust in Jesus, your sins are forgiven and he no longer sees you as a sinner, but as clean and as if you'd never sinned. So it's just wrong and it doesn't make sense then for us to hate our brother or sister. Uh, The second one is you won't get revenge. So it's not wrong to have a sense of justice, um, but it's important to remember that God will judge everyone according to what they've done. We often want to take justice into our own hands and um, demand our rights, but it's not our job to bring justice. God will do it. 
This might be hard to hear, but no matter how much you have been hurt, you have hurt God 10,000 times more. No one can offend you as greatly as you have offended God. Um, And the third one is you will want what's good for them. You won't just not do bad things against the person who hurts you, but instead you'll actually want to see good happen to them. You should do good to them and pray for them. Um, You should be humble and show mercy and you should do the right thing, even if it's difficult. This is so opposite to what the world tells us to do. But you do it because you know that God does this for you. While you were God's enemy, he gave his son. He won't hold anything back from you. He would do all things for your good. So if you're a Christian, you have been so forgiven, which means you don't have to live with grudges. You can forgive others. It can be hard and some big things can take a while to work through, um, but you have everything in Jesus you need to do it. If you call yourself a Christian here tonight, but you don't want to forgive or you can't even imagine forgiving, it might be the case that you don't really know the forgiveness that Jesus has on offer for you. Can I urge you to find this forgiveness? It'll bring you such joy and life and freedom. And if you're not a Christian here tonight, do you see what's on offer? You owe God your life. And because of Jesus' death on the cross... He now offers life-changing forgiveness. It's real and it can be yours. So come to God and ask for it. Let me pray for us. Our Heavenly Father, we are so sorry for the times when we don't live for you, when we think we are at the centre of the universe. Thank you for the incredible forgiveness you've offered us in Jesus. Please help us to receive that forgiveness and please give us hearts that would forgive others. Amen.